Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, you are listening to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Sam Lubman and Joe Shasky be coming at you every week with the best Giants content out there. Make sure you're listening, reviewing, liking, subscribing, sharing. Tell all your friends because we're always going to be coming at you with Giants stuff every week until the end of the season and then a little bit in the offseason. We do have some kind of unfortunate news that I think we need to address now on this podcast that broke literally minutes before we, we hopped on and started recording. And that was uh, former Giants manager Roger Craig at the age of 93 years old, uh, unfortunately passed away, the Giants announced today. Craig, uh, the, the hum baby manager, he was the manager of the 89 Giants in that World Series. And uh, I, he, he was more, Roger Craig was more before my time. Uh, I think actually his last year, his, his tenure ended months before I was born. Shasky, though, that was, that was your childhood manager, though. So I want to kind of turn this over to you here. Roger Craig, what kind of emotions does does that evoke from you? You know, when I was a young, young, young kid, I mean, I was like six, seven, eight years old. That was my guy. And that was when I first started collecting cards and going to games with my dad, uh, specifically Wednesday afternoon games, sitting in the family pavilion. Um, and, you know, I'll never forget. I started collecting Mother's Day cards. I went on a Mother's Day and I got the, the Mother's Day cards. I have the booklet right here and I tweeted it out for everybody. And... Roger Craig was that guy and they had the manager's photo and it was all the different coaches. All six of them would, would sit in a little card and they'd stand there on candlesticks field. And I had the whole entire set of the entire team. And there was Roger Craig and the games weren't televised as much as they were now. And so I literally stared at him in that card all day long. And he would wear like a satin plasticky windbreaker coat underneath the Jersey, sometimes over the Jersey. And, uh, he was hum baby and the Giants attitude, you know, with the black eye black with Will Clark and Robbie Thompson. But for me, it was my guy, Kevin Mitchell. You know, I fell in love with Kevin Mitchell and he fell in love with hum baby Roger Craig. And so that was my guy. Now, Dusty was probably more influential to me in terms of my baseball acumen and mind because I started to be older, play a lot more. Uh, the team was is significantly better long term and the games were more televised. And so they're easily more consumable. But like I started off with hum baby Roger Craig. And so I have nothing but warm feelings. And he always felt like a grandfather figure to me, like in a familial sense of watching sports. And so this is really sad. I mean, he lived a great long life. He's famous for the splitter. 
<laughs> so, you know, guys like John Burkett, uh, guys like Mike Kruko, Don Robinson, Steve Bedrosian, like all these OGs, Jeff Brantley, they all learned the splitter from Roger Craig. And it was kind of like, you know, Gosman talked about it. Kevin Gosman more recently, like, hey, the splitter gave me new life in baseball. And that's what Roger Craig did for a lot of guys. And yeah. so <laughs> it's not just the passing of the human being who I'm sure had an unbelievable touch with all the different guys that he coached. But for me, it's like what he signifies, which is the 80s and then the early 90s as the team was about to leave. And he was the dude who got me kind of stuck in love with baseball from the very, very, very beginning. Yeah. I mean, obviously, again, you know, Craig dated, predated most of my time, but the impact, I feel like it, it was very much there. Like his impact was very much felt within the Giants, even after he had left the organization. Obviously, there's the hum baby uh, moniker, but. I remember the, the the Mike Kruko has a term that he likes to use a lot. The term "red ass." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he taught, talked about. That. I think it was in the uh, that um, the the thirty for thirty that talked about the eighty nine World Series in the earthquake. You know, that team was full of red asses. And I feel like Roger Craig he's kind of he kind of helped set that that kind of badass, no nonsense tone mm-hmm. that Giants baseball really had for a long time. That it was just. an attitude and a culture that like, you know what, we're here to show up and be gamers. You know, we're here to show up. We're going to play the game harder. We're going to play the game. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't care about the money. You know, we're just here to win. And, you know, he really kind of set that attitude. It was a really cool attitude that the giants had. And furthermore, how his, his impact was felt for me personally, as a kid growing up, I went to all those junior giants camps. Oh yeah. uh, Growing up, uh, Rob Andrews, who was played on those '80s teams, he was kind of the the, the guy who led those camps. But the, the um the 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 big thing was every day there was be that the hum baby of the day, the big hum baby award. You know, everyone was you know jazzed if you got the hum baby award, and that all came from Roger Craig. You know, it just this attitude of just it was almost like a love of the game attitude. You know, yes. like it's not about he the was money, a lifer, Sam. Game. He was a lifer, and he really in was. the same way. This, and I don't mean to cut you off, but. I get the same qualities, not all of them, but a lot of the same qualities of Bruce Bochy from Roger yeah. Craig. Yeah, just that that old fashioned, like you know what? It's forget all the nonsense, forget all the pizzazz, yep. the glit. It's we're here to play ball and we're here to yep. win. And that's when I think of Roger Craig, like that's the attitude I feel like he instilled in this organization. Yeah. And you still see it here today throughout the ballpark, throughout this fan base. And that's that's a true legacy there. When the culture you set 30 years ago is still permeating throughout the organization. Great call. Um, Great call. Rest in peace. Rest in peace to Roger Craig. And thank you for being one of the many people that helped me fall in love with Giants baseball. Exactly. So this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Um, Turn your attention now back to this year's team. Uh, Shask, I've always felt when it comes to baseball season... After the first two months, that's where really everything gets to get settled in. You know, like sometimes in April, see a team get off to a hot start like the Pirates. And you're like, oh, wow, the Pirates might be good this year. And then they turn back into the Pirates. Or, you know, there's always that, you know, one week stretch in April where the Rockies are in first place. And you think, oh, maybe this is the year they figure it out. Or there's a team that gets off to a slow start and then they kind of bounce back. Once June starts, though, I feel like what the standings look like, that's 
probably barring a few changes here or there, what the standings are going to look like the rest of the year. So what we've seen from the Giants this year, they're kind of a 500 team, a bit of a streaky team, but kind of a broad question here, but we're going into game 60. What do we feel like we know about the Giants for sure right now? They're fun. And I didn't think they were going to be fun this year. Like, I'm having a lot of fun. Camilo Duvall looked unstoppable the other day in the ninth inning. He had a 4 nothing lead, and I get it. He went up against Rushman, Rushman, however you pronounce it. And mm-hmm. Rushman was, like, choking up, fighting for his life just to foul a ball off. And I'm saying to myself, wow, Camilo Duvall has figured out command. I mean, he was the NL pitcher of the month in May, and I just – He's fun. He's fun. And then let's oh, oh, yeah. Logan Webb. He's fun. I look at Casey Schmidt. He's fun. I'm watching a young kid in Patrick Bailey, who I feel like is he's like surprising me every single day. He's doing a little thing here and there that I didn't think he had in the bag this early. And he's a lot of fun. J.D. Davis is a lot of fun. When Estrada comes back, he'll be a lot of fun. I'm having fun with the 2023 Giants, and I thought it was going to be grinding my teeth all year. <laughs> I think that is that might be a, that's a really good takeaway. Actually, um, this is a fun team. It's like we were saying, like it makes it easier to shrug off the, str- the, the the bad days because you're still having so much fun at now. Where it's last year, it's just it's a grind with all these guys who are just we're not going to be seeing around. And now it's yeah, when it's guys who you know are going to be around a lot longer, it's easier to get settled in and and get kind of accustomed to this team. Now, my thing, my kind of looking at it is coming into this season. Pitching was supposed to be the strength of the team. It was a little bit wobbly in April, but I do feel like now, yeah, the pitching is, once again, I think the strength of this team right now. They have a pretty solid 1-2-3 right now between Webb, Cobb, and Anthony DiScalfani, who, again, kind of a rough day for him against the Orioles. It's been kind of a rough last few weeks for him, so maybe it's kind of more of a 1-2 punch than it is a 1-2-3. Logan Webb, though, the way he's turned his season around after April, Shasky, he is quietly snuck in to the elite tier of the National League. Here are kind of his, his rankings within the National League right now. Uh, he's seventh in ERA with a 285 ERA, sixth in strikeouts with 82, third in whip with a 104, uh, 12th in batting average against with a 230. That's 196 since the start of May, which is one of the best in baseball. Most of which kind of surprised me though, he's first in inning p- innings pitched in the National League with 79 right wow. now. Wow. I never really thought of Logan wow. Webb as like he can eat up innings, wow. but not at a league leading rate. I mean, Chassis, he is. I mean, the All Star you know, ballot was just announced this last week. Obviously, it's different for pitchers. I think All Star game consideration is very much on the table for Logan Webb. Do you, he could be sneaking into some awards votings with the way he's been pitching right now. Again, four months left to go. You know, knock on wood that it still holds. Do but you think Logan Webb? Yeah. Let me let me ask you because I was very surprised when you read that off. Do you think the fact that he's not a high, high, high velo max effort type of a pitcher is in part why he can go longer in games than others and be more durable? Well, I do think, yeah, because when obviously he is a ground ball pitcher first, yes. which actually I think what's very surprising is the fact that he's sixth in strikeouts. Like he's never really been a super strikeout pitcher. I mean, we're used uh, to, you know, years ago, we were remembering, you know, Tim Lincecum, who, you know, rack up, yeah. you know, 10 strikeouts there or nothing. You know, there are nights where, you know, Madison Bumgarner striking guys so out so often that you feel bad for the other team. Like, it just you have no hope there. Um, but when you're throwing, when you're a strikeout pitcher, obviously you're throwing more pitches. When you're throwing more pitches, it's obviously harder to go deeper into games. The fact that Logan Webb, I think, is so good at inducing those ground balls, he can get those quick innings, and that allows him to really kind of chew up innings a lot faster you know it's fun to watch guys strike out but logan webb there's just he's kind of got a 
very good balance of he's he's still that great that dominant ground ball pitcher that you know has has that got him the contract that he has this year throwing in the strikeouts though on top of that you're really kind of seeing an, an, an evolution almost in a sense in logan webb's game where he can be that strikeout guy even if he might not be a strikeout oh. dominant guy you know what's the best part is that he struggled early on and you heard oh, i don't know the contract haven't heard anything since. No, and I, I want to go to war with someone like like Logan Webb for the rest of uh, his Giants career. I mean, he's the kind of guy who's going to give you everything he's got. I, I love him. I, I just people could try to poke holes in his game and, and show me the flaw. Show me the flaw right now in this it's guy's tough game. right now. No, it's really just not there. He's been feeling all of his pitches right now. He's keeping the ball in the ballpark. Exactly. I do think that it was a rough April for this team. They had a of lot of travel, but and, he lost a lot of close games. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think, and, and Gabe Kapler kind of talked about this before the game today, just kind of like the streakiness of this team. Um, I do think that, yeah, when you have that kind of road trips that they had early on in April, that kind of set them back yes. behind the eight ball a little bit. You're really starting to see this team, though, like they're finally starting to come together. And I think, you know, it's been two months. I think we got an idea of what this team's capable of. And now in these next few weeks, we're going to really kind of see, you know, we're going to see this team at full strength probably mm. in this next week. And we're going to really get a, a good sense. We know what these guys can do, but now we're going to see what they can do together. I think you're going to have, you know, much more dynamic lineups now. Like for instance, you got a very good infield of JD Davis, Casey Schmidt, Tyro Shaw, and Lamont Wade Jr. That is a very good, you not just say Crawford. That's a very good, I'll get to him in a second. That is a very good, not just offensive infield. That's a very good defensive infield yes. too. Agreed. JD Davis watching him just, from when he goes to warmups and then he's making the same plays in during the game that he's making in warmups, you're just amazed at just the steps he's taken yes. forward as a defensive third base. How about his BP? His BP is pretty incredible. Isn't oh, it? he was. He, oh, I, I mean, they're, they're both incredibly fun to watch his BP and his defense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Friday night he's just hitting tanks over the center yeah. field wall. He's a lot of fun. I mean, Shasky, JD Davis, let, let's get a little JD Davis love here. I mean, you look around the other third baseman in the National League. Max Muncie is kind of the standard right now. I ugh, I hate saying that because I despise Max Muncie. But J.D. Davis, he's going to start getting some all-star consideration yes. at the hot corner. I mean, because yes. it's, it's Muncie, Arenado, Austin Riley might get some looks. But Davis, he's up there defensively and offensively with the best of them. And I think that's one thing we know for sure. Giants, they're kind of set at the hot corner there. For Brandon Crawford, yeah, he's probably going to be a bench guy, I think, for the time being right now because – you know, the, the bat isn't what it used to be. The glove isn't what it used to be. And just, yeah, he's he's not one of the four best options to put uh, on on defense in the infield right now. And I think that's that's just kind of a fact that, that we know right now. Um, one last thing before we kind of get into it, because we, we have our interview with Casey Schmidt coming up next. Uh, the Giants bullpen. You know, oh. remember a couple of weeks ago, Shasky, we tried to do a power ranking of the Giants bullpen and you were kind of unsure kind of who to rank where. Shasky, in the month of May, here are some of their numbers. A 2.45 ERA, second only behind the Padres. This is since May 1st. Uh, they have a 48% ground ball rate, second in baseball behind the Marlins. They're stranding just under 79% of their runners, second behind the Padres. They have the second best walks per nine innings, again, behind the Padres. Padres got a pretty good bullpen. Um, 114 innings pitched, fifth most since May 1st. Well, that might seem like a lot. The Dodgers, though, they're third at 119 innings out of their bullpen. And my theory is if you're putting up numbers that are similar to what the Dodgers are doing, you're probably okay because the Dodgers usually put up good numbers. So I'll roll with that. Shasky, the Giants bullpen is pretty freaking good right now. And I think this is kind of – let me knock on some more wood here. 
But it starts with Camilo Duvall for me. I mean, mm-hmm. seeing Camilo Duvall just shut down the ninth inning, I think that that has taken so much pressure off of everyone else. And he can also get a four-out save, right? That's yeah. something that I've seen him do a couple of times coming in the eighth inning. I think he's the star. And then Bolt Rogers brothers are pitching better. I, I think that's a big boon too, wouldn't you agree? Oh, totally. The, the, I mean, Tyler Rogers, you know me, I've always been a big fan I know of Tyler Rogers. The way he's able to come in, just get that ground ball right away. He's dialed in. Taylor Rogers, he seems to have figured out what was kind of ailing him early on in the season, throwing the glove away, ended up being the right move. Who would have thought we'd be saying that? Um, you know who really impressed me out of the bullpen lately, though, is uh, Ryan Walker. Um, came up a couple weeks Out of nowhere. He's a quiet guy. He doesn't say much. Um but he's got a very funky delivery. The yeah. way he, he turns it, he's his back's turned to the batter when he starts. He's got a very weird arm angle. He's a very hard, just he's very hard for hitters to, to, to yeah. hit off of. And yeah. he's become quietly well, a huge asset in this bullpen. And as you got this, you know, bullpen crunch they're about to kind of have in the next couple of weeks here, Walker, he has to stay in the bullpen. Like, well, he is Sam, he is absolutely I, a home here. I think that their multiplicity is their biggest strength right now, meaning the diversity of arms and the arm angles yeah. that they throw at you. And then the different pitch types and pitch speeds. Like that's one thing I got to give Farhan a lot of credit. He has visualized and reimagined this bullpen a couple of times now in the four or five years that he's been running things. And he finds arms. I got to yeah. give it to him. He's found some funky arms guys that I didn't think highly of when I first saw them. And then they kind of, they start to produce and then they come around and then you're like, you know what? Not bad. It's the, the, the yeah, you're true. I mean, when you have so many different angles and, and so many different arm slots, you're going to be throwing at hitters. It, it does I mean the giants are all about playing matchups, but they're all about creating as many mismatches and as many headaches for the other team as possible. And yeah, with this bullpen, they have like no two guys here to throw the same way. And that's going to be incredibly difficult. If you're the other team trying to get locked in on these guys, because it's, it's a different look every inning. And so that that's going to benefit the Giants. So 